Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. There wasn't just an anti-mask protest over the weekend. There was an anti-racist protest. I think there was three protests on over the weekend, actually. Uh, But the one that seems to be spoken about by most politicians today is the anti-mask protest. Now, there did seem to be some level of trouble at it, but I mean, suppose at all protests, you're always going to get the troublemakers. Um, and there are troublemakers at some of these uh, anti-mask protests. Uh, I object to them being called right-wing protests because not everybody is right-wing. Some people go for the right reasons. There are nutters at them, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, but you'll think you'll probably find there's nutters at all protests. Uh, but Simon Coveney has come out um, to say, uh, let me just see exactly the, the, the wording he used on radio today. He said... If there had been a tough clampdown of these protests by the guards, you'd have had people ringing in this morning uh, to you saying that we have the police state and the people aren't allowed to have their say. And what about the right to protest? This is the difficult balancing act. I have to say that the people who were involved in the protest do not represent the majority review. Uh, in fact, they represent a very, very small minority view. I wouldn't necessarily agree with him. But anyway, it is very unwelcome that people are foolhardy enough to think that they can ignore all the public health advice, all of the doctors uh, that are repeating messages over and over again, and our national public health team, NEFED, and the Minister for Health, and the government messages. They're ignoring all of that because they see conspiracies in everything. And they're just, uh, they just demand the freedom to walk around without restrictions. That is a tiny minority view. Just like, you, I suppose you could argue, just like his view. I mean, not everybody who disagrees with restrictions is a conspiracy theorist. It's quite shocking that anybody who disagrees with the restrictions, not disagrees with the virus, anybody who believes there's no virus is obviously a loony. There's clearly a virus. Everybody knows that. Um, And clearly some people have lost their lives to it. But anybody who writes off a view on how we should deal with that and doesn't agree, say, with lockdowns or doesn't agree with restrictions or believes that we should tackle it a different way doesn't necessarily mean they're a conspiracy theorist. People have different views on masks, whether they are of benefit, whether they're not of benefit. There's lots of evidence to say they're not of any benefit. There's other new observational evidence that says they are of benefit. But everybody's entitled to a view, and that's how we move in society, by debating things and talking about things. But Simon Coveney seems to believe that we shouldn't talk about them at all, that you must agree with Neffet, you must agree with the Minister of Health, you must agree with the government, and if you don't, you're clearly a conspiracy theorist, which is complete and utter nonsense. That's not true at all. But I believe his remarks are completely disrespectful. But what I want to know is if you agree with him in relation to public health, should protesting be banned during a pandemic in general? doesn't matter what the protest is about, but should it be banned during a pandemic? Now, he does... I'm, I'm quoting him here when I say that he said there's always been a balance in the state he has to manage between, uh, um, manage between giving people the right to protest. Now... That in itself is disrespectful to the citizens of Ireland because the government don't give people the right to protest. They never have. The Constitution gives people the right to protest and it's the government's job to protect the Constitution. So they haven't given people the right. It's their job to protect that right. So they need to get their wording right in the way they they word these things. But anyway, should protesting during a pandemic be prohibited? The argument is, of course, is that the public health advice is that there should be social distancing. People need to wear masks. Um, and if we're to slow down the increase in cases, particularly in the Dublin area where the majority of protests were. So should people be conscious of that and figure out another way of virtually protesting, for example, on Facebook or to Zoom or some other way, rather than out on the streets? 
So should there be a ban, so to speak? Or should protesting during a pandemic be legally prohibited? Yes, you believe it should be prohibited. Or no, you believe it shouldn't. That we still have a constitutional right uh, to a peaceful assembly. As long as it's peaceful, by the way. I don't agree uh, with the carry-on with Irish flags waving and all this kind of stupid talk. I see I heard one person at one of the protests talking about LGBT and abortion and all sorts of other things as well. That's not why people were meant to be there. But anyway, let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. The question is, do you believe protesting should be prohibited during the time of a pandemic? There is two, I suppose, debates here, but the comments used by Simon Coveney, first of all, um, you know, I, I mean, I wouldn't even agree with what Simon Coveney said, to be honest with you, but we'll talk about the protest in a second. But he said that, you know, with the state manage, uh, there's always a balance that the state has to manage between giving people the right to protest. And I have a complete, I have an issue with the first line of what he said, because the state doesn't give you the right to protest. The Constitution gives you the right to protest. And from what I believe, legally, it's the state's responsibility to protect the Constitution. So the state doesn't give you that right. It's already there. It is your right as a citizen of the country under the Constitution. And the state has an obligation to protect that right. So Simon got that one in very, very wrong. So let me get back uh, to um, this particular protest. Uh, there was three protests, I believe, over the weekend. The one on Saturday seems to be the one that people seem to have a difficulty with. There was an anti-racist protest on as well. Um, I think there was a, some LGBT protest on as well. Uh, but there was also an anti-mask protest, which kind of had... The problem with the anti-mask protest is that they tend to have numerous types of people at it. Uh, all with, uh, who would be anti-government, I suppose. Some people are for there for genuine reasons. They don't just don't agree with the restrictions, etc., etc. There's other people there who believe there's no virus at all. Uh, clearly they're delusional. Uh, and there's other people there who believe that 5G is responsible for the virus. And then there was people talking about abortion and talking about LGBT and talking about everything else at that particular protest. I have no idea what that was all about. Uh, there was some level of violence at the protest. Um, and no matter you know whether it was two people or three people or ten people, you will always get people at a protest who are there for trouble. Always. Every single protest. There's always assholes there who will want to cause problems. Um, but should the whole protest and our attitude toward the whole protest be based on that? Probably not. Uh, they were there. There was other people there who were intent on causing trouble for the protesters too. So there was a bit of both going on. But the question I want to ask you is, uh, because of the public health advice at the moment and the fact that the government are talking about increased cases in Dublin, should protesting during a pandemic be uh, prohibited completely? Um, now, I just want to mention as well that the Irish Independent are reporting at the moment too, just, uh, just a bit of breaking news there. According to the Indo, the wet pubs will not be reopened in Dublin next week. Wet pubs in other counties will be permitted to open. Um, and that's not good news for Dublin, is it? So just to reiterate that as well, um, wet pubs will not be open in Dublin, but they will be in other counties uh, from uh, next week. Um, and I feel so sorry for the wet pub owners across Dublin um, because this is now the fourth time they've told them they'd be open, the fourth time they've probably rounded up their staff, the fourth time they've ordered in stock, only to be let down again. And I have no idea why they keep picking on the pubs all the time. When we clearly look at the cases, yes, there has been some cases from hospitality, not very many from what I believe, as many cases as there would be from anything else and other meeting places. So are they going to close down the restaurants? I doubt it. Um, sorry, Helena, what did you say that time in between my ear? Just a, Okay. Okay. They, um, they said they won't be going to level three restrictions and they'll be given a week or so 
um, probably to crush the curve or whatever it is or to bring down the hospital admissions and ICU admissions, which are still, by the way, extremely low. Uh, okay, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is 87 um, And the, if you want to text us, the question we're asking tonight is, should there be? Uh, should we pro- be prohibited from protesting during a pandemic? Joining me on the line is Maliki. Uh, Maliki Steens, good afternoon to you. Or good evening to you. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Maliki. I mean, okay, look, you know, it, the one thing you did say is, is, right, it is a difficult balancing act, you know, between public health and the right to protest, but which supersedes the other? Well, well, firstly, let me just commend you on the earlier interview. Um, and I think it must have been a very difficult interview, both for yourself and for um, the mother there. And I think most of your listeners would agree that life in this country should actually mean life. Mm-hmm. But to deal with what's happening now, and I mean, it's entirely predictable that they were going to announce that at least the Dublin pubs wouldn't open. And that was being clear for the past two weeks. Um, and I think that the announcement that pubs would open was an attempt to stop the protest from pub owners and to stop pub owners unilaterally just going ahead and saying, we're opening. Now, if we well, they did bring in emergency legislation, which was signed by Michael Lee Higgins, which now gives the guards, of course, the right or the power to close a pub down. Yes, and I, I was actually in, a, in a, a restaurant the other night, and the police did come in and check. Now, in terms of a man being battered to death last night, and in terms of all of the other crime that's happening around society, and, and in, in urban areas particularly, surely the guards have more to be doing than checking whether I meet an is, is that a bit? Yeah, but is that a bit of an old argument? It's like when you get stopped for speeding and then you say to the guards, have you nothing better to do, like, stop, you know, go and catch the real criminals? That's, well, a, that's been an argument throughout time, that there's oh, different no, no, types of crime, and, you but, know. You know, we have limited resources. We're told that, the, and we are in the, in the grips of, on one level, uh, if you look at all of the major, uh, all of the murders this year, most of them have been committed by juveniles. Most of them have been inter-family murders rather than gangland um, crime murders. And that's something that society is not, or this government is not taking care of. And there's no doubt, if you look at what Coveney said today about the, the, the rallies. By the way, was I, was I right in saying his, I didn't appreciate his first comment, which was, there's always been a balance that the state has to manage between well, well, giving people true. the right to protest. Well, you are entitled to protest under the Constitution, but that's qualified by legislation, particularly, for instance, the Public Order Act and the Offences Against the State Act, which effectively means that any protest within a mile of the doll, for instance, is illegal. You know, so, but the, the blue shorts particularly, and remember, you know, Michal Martin seems to forget that he's Taoiseach. And, you know, even tonight on, on, on the state propaganda machine there on RTE, it was Veradka who was putting out the point um, on the lockdown for Dublin, for instance, that Michal Martin now doesn't seem to even realise he's Taoiseach, and certainly Leo Veradka doesn't seem to, to realise it. But the, if, if you go back, take a couple of steps back, we had the talks about around, and I know we keep coming back to the abortion referendum, you had the talks about sterile areas around um, hospitals. We had the... The, 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 the zones, yes. The, yes, the, and yeah, we, protest-free and zones. Talks, there has been an agenda within the establishment about limiting public protest, about issues that the state or the establishment or the liberal agenda disagrees with. Well, Coveney, well, again, well, well, when on, Simon Coveney, Coveney he wrote everybody off who was there as a conspiracy yeah, theorist. Yeah, no, come on to that now. Simon Coveney had nothing to say about the Black Lives Matter a number of weeks ago. He had nothing to say about the regular 
liberal protest, whether it's for LGBT rubbish or for anti-racism or anything else like that, he's no problem with. Now, the, the, the protests on Saturday, to take the biggest one, for instance, what I think is the third, at least, of, of those type of protests. Now, I would have some difficulties with some of the people who are organising those. I've seen some but, of the videos, Maliki. Yeah, some of them are thugs. And, and, but the, the people who are protesting against them are, are just as thuggish. Well, I guess. I've seen members of Antifa there as well, yeah. yeah. But let me make this point. And I'm involved in politics all my life. And I'm saying the very same thing today that I said 40 years ago. And all of the people who are beyond, let's say, the Antifa side, who are saying that anybody who stands up against what's happening now is a racist, Nazi, is a fascist, they were saying the very same things 10 years ago. And if we look at, just to take one example... Take well, well, but I don't... By the way, can I, can I clarify? I, when we talk about, you know, people who disagree with restrictions or lockdown, I don't know what that's got to do with fascism, racism... Well, or, neither do I. Or, or, <laughs> And, but and mind you, but I, but I don't. I, but the one thing I don't guess, Maliki, is at the protests, is you know the, these hordes of people with their Irish flags, the Patriots as they call themselves. You know, I I, I just well, believe that's rebel right. rousing. Right. Well, and that way well be so, and that certainly is an attempt to build up a support base. But you see, what is nationalism? And we need to discuss all of these terms. But you don't have to be you don't have to be a nationalist to generally disagree with what the government's actions are in relation to a pandemic. Well, apparently. Now, if you're a nationalist, and if you say, because you see, some of the commonality is, for instance, you're called racist if you say, well, let's look at immigration, right? Let's see if we have the resources in this country to sustain an uncontrolled migration into the country. That's somehow racist. When I would think that that's a, a very clear. Well, it's, worth, it's certainly worth a debate, yes. You know, there's no point in bringing in people to put them in. in, in okay, but that's another, another argument. But yeah, I understand. It's worth a debate. I don't believe somebody's racist if they just want to raise the debate. But you see, those who are now claimed to be on the left do believe that. And if, if you take the Brexit issue, for instance, in every referendum in Ireland on the further um, expansion of European powers, the left has opposed it, right? But because Nigel Farage who seemed to be on the right in Britain, demanded and, and eventually succeeded in getting Brexit through, the left are suddenly opposed to it. So what the left does now is look to see who's putting forward an argument, and then they decide which side of the fence they're on. So because people they perceive to be on the right in Ireland, and I don't believe there is a right in Ireland, I think there's... people have. Oh, but there is right wing. There, is, there is extreme right wings. Well, there's not really. There is, no. ele- there is elements out there that are extreme right-wing. Of course there is. And you can count them on one hand, Niall. Most people who were at that protest on Saturday. Now, I wasn't at it, but I'd probably go to the next one, right? Would you... Would you, you well, know, is that irresponsible? No. I want to know, right, why in March and April the government was saying to me and to the people of this country, don't wear a mask, there's no need for it, it's dangerous. And now, in August and September, they're saying, you have to wear a mask. Tell me why that has changed, and show me the medical... But isn't, there uh, isn't. There's evidence. observational evidence. Well, no, show me the medical evidence. And they haven't done that. They've simply said, this is our position today, and now this is our position tomorrow. And there's no logic to it, right? There's no logic to paying €9 Euro for a meal in a restaurant and having a couple of chicken wings for three quid. No logic whatsoever, Right? There's no logic to saying you can only stay for an hour and whatever it is and not stay for two hours. 
There's no logic in saying you can't go to a wet pub and have a couple of pints. You must have a meal. None of it adds up. And, and this is the problem. People are now sick and tired of being told, you know, the numbers are increasing. And when you look at the population in Dublin, for instance, a third of the population in the island live in Dublin. So clearly there's going to be more cases there. And if you keep testing more people, of course there's going to be more cases. You know, so... Well, I was quite surprised to... Well, I, I don't want to get into the science of it today, but Killian de Gaskin put up, uh, who's a member of NEFET, um, obviously one of the decision makers in NEFET, put up a comment today in rely, uh, explaining PCR testing, which has been questioned, by the way, throughout the world, uh, as to its accuracy. And he talked about what they call amplifying it by four, 35 to 45 cycles. Um, some of the best experts in the world says you never go over 35 cycles, that if you do, you're more likely to get more positive cases. And those positive cases could be from people who had the infection months ago. Now, by his own admission, he does actually say that in the article too, that there is a margin of error there, that some of those cases can yeah, be from and, months and, ago. And no, so from, from that point of view, it, it seems to be a bit ludicrous that they're basically discrediting their own tests by, by saying that. And yes, um, but nobody will, will actually argue that point. And when you go out into the community and you ask Johnny down the road what the Gascon said, he hasn't a clue. And we have... Uh, uh, well, I, I, know, I, know two, I know of two people in the last, me, in the last two weeks who had a positive test and neither one of them had any symptoms. If you look at um, only this weekend, a senior doctor in the HSE, he's director of... Um, I know, Dr. Feeney. I can't remember his name now. Yes. Made Dr. Feeney. Feeney was his name. And, yeah, and questioned things. Marcus De Bruyne himself, you know, has been on your own programme, made very valid points. And those people are just as qualified as anybody else in NEFA to, to make medical positions. But the HSE have, and as I, I no. predicted, the HSE have distanced themselves from his remarks. Predictably, and he'll probably be sacked tomorrow. Well, I, hope, well I hope not. No, but he will. I, mean, I believe he's a very good doctor, and I believe he gives very good patient care and always puts the patient first. He and just, he just has a different view. In this country. Well, you're not allowed to have a different view anymore, it seems. Uh, but, 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 so, in relation to the protests, you don't believe protesting should ever be prohibited? Well, you see, no, and I don't think... As so, long as it's peaceful, of course, yeah. But, well, those things evolve in different protests. But Simon Coveney wants to ban any... And, and the government in general and the establishment want to ban any voices of dissent from any issue that they raise. You, and we saw this, and again, you know, I don't want to be going back to the abortion thing, but if you go back to gay marriage, if you go back to abortion, dissent was not tolerated in this country, no more than it's tolerated in relation to Brexit, no more than it's um, tolerated in, in relation to the American election. You know, if you so, uh, say, well, I don't think Trump is that bad, or I believe he's right on this or that, you're the enemy. And we must all be Democrats, or so-called Democrats, and vote and support um, well, well his com- he made another comment today which was quite contradictory he says uh, Coveney agreed that the protest had been an affront he said I think decent people who think about Covid and listen to the public health advice would have watched these images and been infuriated by it then he goes on to say we live in a democracy and people that have different views need to be able to express them and we need to be able to get a balance uh, bet- uh, right between allowing that and also protecting the broader public health so, well, but there is, there is no balance. You either allow the protest or you don't. And, and, but if people go back to the history of the Blue Shorts and Simon Coveney's party, it was born out of the defeat of the Republic and the establishment of the Free State. And that's what people need to look at. They are the people who took their, the people who were opposed to the establishment of the Free State, who stood by the, the Republic of 1916, of the Republic um, supported by the people in 1918, the 
people who supported the Force Doll in 1919, and they took them out of their cells when they captured them, 77 men, and executed them. So the history of the blue shorts, and remember these are the people who went over to Spain and fought in support of the fascists. Okay, well, we'll, we'll stay there for a second. Okay, so obviously you certainly don't disagree with any kind of legislation that would uh, impinge on people's rights to, to, to protest. Dermot, you're a classic kid. How are you doing, Dermot? Uh, good evening to you. Uh, Dermot, Maliki believes it would be an affront to people uh, not to allow them to protest because that's, that's the right you have in a democratic society. It is a right you have, absolutely. Good evening to you, uh, Maliki, as well. Um, the way I see it, at the, uh, tonight, this very night, uh, it is absolutely without doubt we are being ruled we are now being governed by medical people not by the government the government are well, Neffet are running the country now Neffet are running the country absolutely 100% they have been for the last and, and by the way if the, if the Minister for Health takes any issue with me saying that he said it himself more or less at one of the recent Oireachtas committees he turned around and said I would leave that decision to Neffet and he was questioned uh, the fact that he is the Minister for Health and the final decision should be his not Neffet's but anyway Correct. Correct. We are probably one of the, I don't know, I, I can't say we're one of the few countries in the world because it's a big planet, but we are certainly in, in, in the, in the um, first world of countries. We have to be one of the only countries where the doctors, everything, every single thing that they say goes, and nothing is argued. Nothing is, is these guys, as I say it every time, these doctors, and it is their job, their eyes are fixed on this virus and everything to do with the medical side of it. They couldn't give a shit. Well, it's not, well, but with respect to them, and some respect for them, it's not their job to give a shit about the economy. It's not their job to give a shit about people's lives. It's their job to give a bit, when I say people's lives, about Correct. how people so live their the lives. Point. It's their job so, It's their job to examine public health and the effect that public, this is having on public health. But I'm agreeing with you that they need to change. I'm not for one minute disagreeing with you. That is their job. They're medical people. So, so, so it's up to the government to take their advice and then do the balancing act between the economy, people's lives, and the advice they get from NEFA. Or, or, or ignore well, Or ignore well, the advice, well, yes. Well, to a certain extent... Well, Arlene Foster ignored it today. They were given out up in Northern Ireland because the chief medical officer had told them that they should lock down Belfast again. Uh, and Arlene Foster ignored the advice, according to Sammy Wilson. No, absolutely, and and we're talking about the constitution, and in, in, Maliki might be able to tell me different, but, but the constitution quite simply says, as a, a citizen of this country, you are entitled to open a business, to earn money, to put a roof over your head, and feed your family. Okay, and the constitution has been changed. But you might say, oh, it's emergency, it's this that, and the other. They have taken. Well, the constitution these, hasn't changed. No, the, 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 no you still have a right to earn a living. The, yeah. The owners of all these. Well, you don't know them. The owners of all these pubs around the country have wives and kids and the, the ongoing thing. And they are being told in no uncertain terms, you are not, we are not allowing you to make a living. We are not allowing Okay, well, let, let, me, let me clarify that. Maliki, does the Constitution not in itself suggest that you have the right to earn a living? I do, and there will be a raft, I can assure you, there will be a raft of cases in the High Court when this is done and finished. Because people, you have a right earn a living and this was shown in, in many right. cases okay but, but does does the does the amendment to the constitution in relation to public health which was in well, relation no, to the tb epidemic the yeah legislation but now, what, was, was there not something well, well hang on is there not something in the constitution where the government has the right to intervene for medical reasons they, they, will, they will subsequently have to argue that i would suggest in the high court when people bring a challenge because it has been i mean it's settled law in many cases that yeah. you have the right to earn a living this was one of the cases for instance Jerry Hutch, many years ago, brought a case. That's right, I do remember refused, that. He was refused a, a, a taxi, taxi license. license. Yeah. Right, and he brought 
a case to the high court ultimately. And he won it. And he won, he won it. it. Yeah. yeah, because he had the right to earn a living. Now, Precisely. I, 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 I so, would think that there would be many cases that would be brought before the high court. Okay, we get, getting back to the protest. So, so we've got off the, in his hands a little bit. Dermot, so are you against the protests or do you believe people have the right to protest? It's a very difficult, in this, in this day and age, obviously, if we were having this conversation 12 months ago, I'd say 100%, every human being on this planet has full entitlement to, to peaceful protest. protest. Peacefully, peaceful protest. If they, and that's just it, because other than that, we might as well live under fucking Vladimir Putin in Russia. Simple as. We are entitled to protest. Okay, so what's changed? What, is, what, is, what do you mean, what has changed? Well, well, you're saying you would have said that 12 months ago. Are you not saying that anymore? Uh, well, what I don't, you know, for all the, the um, opening up of the country and the this, that, and the other, I don't agree under the circumstances that there should be thousands of people allowed to all congregate willy-nilly. I mean, we're looking at CNN. Well, you see, you can't have States. it both ways. You agree with the right yeah, to protest okay. and the right to freedom of speech, or you don't. You do have you do have both, but you have to... Yeah, well, freedom of expression, you? It's a very difficult one to, to it's balance. It's not a difficulty. No, you see... By, by even the argument that you're going down yeah. is is, a, is to give cover to the government, right? If you even look at those protests, right, and all the people there with no masks, there has been no increase in COVID okay. from those cases to people attending. So if you, cases, if right? you are, if you, okay, Malaga, if you are a Republican, we have to use the post because it's just about every other if business. If I was a Republican, I'd be open being... in the morning. Well, I mean, Dermot, Maliki made a point there. For example, uh, the first big protest after the lockdown was the BLM protest, the Black Lives Matter protest. And there yep. was a couple of thousand people um, walked down O'Connell Street. Um, some were wearing masks. A lot weren't wearing masks. A lot of them were in social distancing. They all gathered around the spire there somewhere while somebody was speaking or whatever. There was no increase in cases after that. None whatsoever. There was no increase right. in deaths after that. If anything, at all cases and deaths and, were, and were falling. And the at the time supported it. Well he, su- well, he supported the movement. I don't know. He didn't actually say well, he supported the know, protest. Well, he didn't condemn it. Let's be clear about it, okay? He said that, um, that he fully supported BLM, which I, I fail to believe, uh, see how anybody in this country would be in any way involved in, in that agenda, because it's, it's not an issue for this country. And these are side issues and distractions to take away from what's actually happening and the erosion of civil liberties, the erosion of... of um, any say from people. You know, if we want Neffet to run the country, let's take the government out, put them in. It's already bad enough that we yeah. have a puppet government in Leinster House who are... We have absolutely... Uh, no, 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 Maliki, Maliki, we don't have a puppet government. We have no government. No. We have absolutely nothing. You know, they are making no... They're making no legislation to do nothing. Well, they are making legislation, you just don't agree with it. Which is... They are passing emergency legislation constantly. They only passed legislation last week giving guards the power to go in and close the pubs, which the guards didn't have that power up to now, by the way. A lot of people didn't know that. The, about it is, the guards would have to apply to the courts to have the licence refused. This is, a very, this is a very, very strange and scary time we live in because what's happening is they're running railroad over the, over the Constitution, over the, the citizens of this state. And nobody, but nobody is standing up for it. But you're sitting on the fence, Dermot. No, no. Well, well, hang on, hang on with the greatest respect, Dermot. You're sitting on the fence here. You're saying nobody is standing up for it and yet, you turned around to me a minute ago and said, you don't know whether it's appropriate to protest now. Look. So, I mean, you, you can't, you're speaking out of both sides of your mouth. All right, okay. I'll come straight to the point. It's as simple as this. This is a mute argument that we're having. Because quite simply, if anybody wants to hold a protest, you can get 10,000 people will decide tomorrow we're going to congregate on O'Connell Street. What? 
But if the government, but if the government have their way and bring in more legislation or more emergency legislation, the guards will be able to stop that protest. At the moment, the guards are doing a balancing act between giving people that right and obviously keeping the peace uh, in the middle of, you know, according to the government, in the middle of a pandemic, uh, which uh, be, they believe they're endangering people's health. All right, okay, I'll come off the fence. I'll come off the fence. Come off the fence, Dermot. Yeah, okay. I'll come off the fence. No, thanks, because I got a fucking split from me arse. From <laughs> right? And quite simply, I will come down to the side of 100%. We are entitled to protest. Okay, okay, but still, still, but no, stay there for a second because I want to, I want to go to John and I want to go to Jerry as well. John, just hold with me, John. I know you're waiting ages, but I need to go to Jerry first. Jerry, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Jerry? Jerry, you there? Jerry's come protesting. <laughs> He's come protesting. I don't think so. Jerry, you there? Can you hear me? Okay, hold on. I just try him on a different line here. Hang on, hang on. I don't know where Jerry is. Jerry, you there? Can you hear me? Okay, we can't. Don't seem to have him there, unfortunately. I'll try and get him back in a second if I can. Try and get him back if he's yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry, John. Go ahead. Oh, Jesus, it's all happening tonight. Hold on. It's all right, Niall. You're all right, Niall. You have, you have your two best. You have your two eminent Emirates um, college professors. No, no, John, you're there, aren't you? Yeah, can you hear me? I can hear you all right, John. Yeah, sure. you never fail to get through, but go on, yeah. So, so John, okay, well, then, now we got, we've got three people on the same page now, obviously. Uh, yeah. John, I mean, I'm assuming you would never go against the right to protest. You're the most professional protester in the country. Well, I, I probably, yeah, some people say I am. But the thing is, look, um, apparently this morning I didn't hear it, but it came up in Facebook there where they go. And uh, Coveney was being interviewed by Pat Kinney. And uh, Kenny said, why didn't they use the water cannon on the protesters? So that's the respect Mr. RTE or Mr. News Talk has now for the protesters, Pat Kenny, right? So maybe it is no harm someone uh, put a water cannon on top of him. No, look, it doesn't matter whether there's a pandemic on or not. People have, which the other two callers have rightly said, we are entitled to peaceful protest. Now, I've stood in front of the T-shirt of Alaska down in Blackpool Shopping Centre, right? When he came down for the, not for the T-shirt the, anymore, John. No, but when he was the T-shirt. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the other one we're talking about, Michal Martin, who think yeah. who thinks he's the T-shirt at the moment. Exactly. It's, well, it seems that Leo is still the T-shirt. He's doing most of the talking anyway. Some of the some of the guys just seen they'll take different views on stuff like you mean like what you can and can't do like they kind of stuff themselves right. On the day, no, I had a fairly controversial poster. Right, it said Leo Varadkar. Uh, poor murderer of the unborn child. A picture of him with the word Nazi over it and two swastikas. Well, yeah, but that, yeah, but that's inciting, John. You know what I mean? No, but you see, this, well, this, I push it as far as I can go because he's not any of those things. Yes, of course. Oh, no, 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 hang on. But, 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 hang, hang on. Yeah, but hang on. That, that's a matter of context. And a matter of, you're oh, still. Well, 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 hang, well, hang on for a second. Okay, I'm not going to get into the abortion debate tonight. But, I mean, if you want to protest against abortion or protest against anything, I think you have to be very conscious of what you have written up on a big sign. I mean, if you have words up that incite some sort of hatred or incite some sort of violence or incite a reaction. Okay, we'll, we'll go, on, go on. Tell me what happened to you, John. Let, let me finish, right? The, the thing is, right, I stood there, right? And one of his bodyguards came right up next to me, very big guy, no, right? And so I, I'm always straight over the girls or whatever. And I said to the bodyguard, I said, I am not going to verbally, I'm just going to stand here. And as long as he's here in the shopping center, I will hold this. Yeah, but that's because of your views. I mean, okay, uh, you agree with that. And, and obviously, clearly, Maliki does too, because you're both pro-life. Uh, and that's the way you feel about it, okay? But many people who are not pro-life have a different view of abortion. So, you know, those kind of words can be quite... 
um, you know, they, they cause problems for people. Now, look, we're going into something different anyway, and I don't want to take I don't want to take the conversation in that direction, right? So let's let's move it away from that. Okay, okay. It's not that I can't stand the heat, man. One second though, there was a guy then came at me like trying to get at me, right? I mean, and was sitting probably giving me a punch, right? But the girls stopped him, like, and they told him, they said, this man has a right to peaceful protest. Go away. Okay, but well, okay, that was fine. That was then. This is now. That was during the abortion referendum, which is a year and a half ago now. I'm talking about now, in the middle of a, you know, a health crisis, a pandemic, do you believe that you have a right to protest when some scientists, not all, will say uh, that you're, uh, although they don't really have any evidence to back that up, that you are, uh, you know, creating a risk for other people by gathering in large no, crowds? There, there was two of us, no, uh, about six weeks ago, when down outside the entrance to Mihal Martin's home down in Ballon Lock. That's Park, two years. Right? Two years is hardly yes. a threat to public health. Well, we know, but we just showed us like there was a... Okay, you know, but I'm, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about thousands of people in the city centre. No, no, but the point I'm making again is this is during the pandemic, right? And there was a girl came along. Some girls, you see, would uh, assert themselves and you have to stand up to them. This girl threatened me under the public order, right? Which I don't mind them. I wasn't breaking. I was standing on the public footpath with a placard, right? And he threatened to do me under the public order, put me in front of a judge and get me bound to the feast for two years, which I said, you cannot do. You are overboard. I said, I'm quite under our constitution and all the EU uh, international treaties. I have the right to do this. Now, as I said, well, and as previously... Well, he didn't arrest you, did he, in the end? He didn't because, I mean, I stood up to him, but you see, somebody else might run away because he flicked his muscles, but I didn't. Well, okay, but he probably wouldn't have been able to charge you uh, if there was two years there. I mean, look, we're talking about mass protests here. So, John, should a mass protest be allowed during a pandemic, yes or no? Of course, yeah. Okay, well, stay, well, stay there. I have Jer back. Sorry, stay there for a second, John and, and Maliki, please. Jer, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Jer? Hi, Nile. Sorry, I don't know what was wrong with our other line there. It doesn't seem to be working for us at the moment. But, Jer, you be against these protests. Why? Uh, absolutely. Um, I think, why would you not err on the side of caution? When they come say, when you're in the pandemic, uh, no matter what you believe, whether uh, there's a lot of news out there that uh, it's a fake virus or that there's only, it kills a small <coughs> number of people of mm-hmm. the population, why would you not err on the side of caution? And just follow the rules. But they, their argument is, those people, I suppose, is, well, why should we be just sheep and follow what the government tells us without putting up some sort of objection to it? That's what well, protest is all about, isn't it, I suppose? Well, I, 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 I've heard all this now, and I, I, I have to look at it from, uh, from my own personal, because I'm a type 1 diabetic and I have mm-hmm. chronic kidney disease. So, I so you've underlying conditions, obviously, yeah. I've underlying conditions. Uh, I'm 33 years of age. Now, I've spent the last few months locked up at home. Mm-hmm. And I can't see what the problem is with simply wearing a mask. I think, like, there's, I think, I think there's more to the protest than just wearing masks. No, no, okay, well, so, okay, well, Mal- Maliki, what about, what about what Jer is saying? Err on the side of caution. Be conscious of people like, you know, Jer, who has underlying conditions and obviously feels he's somewhat at risk from this particular virus. Well, that would be fair enough if you were dealing with honest and decent and honourable people. But we're not. There's clearly an agenda here. And if you look at the, the, the traction of this since last March, we have saw increasing encroachments onto people's 
civil freedoms onto their civil liberties. They were told you can't do this, you can't do that. And now tomorrow we're going to be told you can only have visitors from one household in your house. We're, we're, we're treating children in this country abysmally. We're telling them you have, you, you have to wear a mask going to school. We're telling <coughs> smaller children exactly. you can't sit yeah. beside your friend in school. Yeah. We're telling um, women who are being told that their, their child is, is going to be delivered unborn that they can't have their partner or their husband with them. You know, what kind of a society are we, are we building? This is about social engineering. And if we don't stand up and say, something has to stop here, there's something wrong. And that Okay, we okay, well, okay, okay you've said quite a lot. Hang on, Jerry, Jer, you know, Maliki makes a good point. It's not just about the masks. The, the, I know it was an anti-mask protest, but there was more than that at it. Now, there was a few nutters at it as well with nutty ideas. There will always be nutters everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but, but, Jer, you know, I mean, people are protesting against their civil liberties and their liberties in general being taken away in a disproportionate manner to the threat that's in society. I, 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 I get, the point I would go at is I, I know that it doesn't affect children at the moment that they... they what do you mean? What do you mean at the moment? We we would know at this stage. We're now seven months into it. We would be very aware, aware if it did affect children. This, you know, this is a brand. This is new. We've never. We we know that at, at this stage, there's been so many infections around the world because the virus spread so quickly initially at the start, uh, and the statistics that were out there the other day in relation to children between the ages of zero and nineteen years of age in eight European countries in America, 137 million children and 61 died, all of whom had underlying conditions. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, that, yeah, it's it's tiny. That, so that, that's, that's not going to change. I wouldn't year. say that's only this year. There, the numbers from this year. More children, are like, more children in the last seven months. More children have died of the flu. But yeah, but we don't know how this was. How no, the point, the point of, this yeah, but the point I'm making is that. The, but the, yeah, but we know roughly percentages. We don't know how many. And and you're right. More people will die most likely from COVID nineteen. Uh, generally speaking, people who have underlying conditions or are in vulnerable groups. But but the point is. We, we have a fair idea and we have a handle now on how dangerous it is. We know no, that. We, we don't. Because we don't. We are, only, oh, okay. we're, we are only at the start of this pandemic. We, we we're not. We're seven months into it. How, we're seven months into it, but we don't know how this will progress over the next couple of years or what conditions that... Oh, so, okay, so can I ask you a question, Ger? Yeah. What, what do you... If you were in government tomorrow, right? I know it's a very difficult question. What would you do? Uh... Would you have another? Would you have another national lockdown? No, I wouldn't. I, I I genuinely think that this is something that we will have to live with. Okay, so but, but you would but you would insist that everybody wears masks. I uh, no, I I would in, uh, I would insist that everyone would um, be uh, do the best that they can. Okay, fair enough. Okay, and I, I, I think that's good advice. Okay. But in relation to protesting, if pe- at the moment that's not what's happening. The government are bringing in more restrictions again now for Dublin uh, in the coming days. Um, and God only knows what those restrictions will be. We don't know how serious they're going to be or how strict they're going to be. God probably doesn't even know now at this stage. But they're making it up as they go along. So, Jared, do you think, say, let's say, for example, they locked Dublin down on Friday. Okay, which is one of the, the rumours going around. It may not be true. Yeah. There certainly and will same, be. Same, there, same, there, there will be without a doubt restrictions. Yeah. Do you believe that people have the right to go out in mass on the streets and protest against that? No, because I think it's um, it's not that they have the right to do it. I just think that they should be. They should not do it. Why? Uh, and they should be discouraged to do it because and 
why would you take the chance of going out when we have there has been thousands of lives lost there hasn't been all over the world go and look at the figures 1,784 yes 900 of which were in northern homes who were old people who were sacrificed hold on don't shout at each other okay sorry 900 people were sacrificed you're looking at at the basic numbers we don't know how this uh Coronavirus works. It's it's absolutely new to us. The science, well, like they can't figure it out. Jared, I've said that a few times tonight, and to be honest with you, we have some of the best immunologists, scientists, uh, virologists, epidemiologists in, in the world. Uh, they're all over the world studying this, probably more so than any other virus. We have a very good idea how this virus works. No, uh, Jared, you, you might not, and I might not, but they do. They all know how it works. They, they, they've studied that they've broken it down. They're already trying to create vaccines for it and cures for it. They know how the virus works. They know the vulnerable groups. They know how it kills people. So they, they know, Jerry. We're seven months into it. It's not like, yep. this is not February. In February, I think everybody would have agreed with you, Jerry. Lock everything down because we were unsure. We didn't well, know what was happening. Well, some, but, some wouldn't have. But, but, <laughs> What, what you're looking at is like what we thought we knew then we did the best that we could okay we take we, we take we should take worst case scenario we don't know how this is going to progress like uh, we do know. there is people who have had conditions after this where it's taken months and it uh, severely affects their lungs we don't know the aftermath. Well, we do. There was a study we, we had. A, we had a doctor on the other day there from I think it was Bern or somewhere like that, and she has done one of the, the biggest studies in relation to the long term effects of COVID nineteen. And from what they can establish so far, that that although it ta- may take that's, people up to twelve weeks doctor, to recover, no, no, it's, no, it's not. I, it's I not a doctor. It's a study. Find, I, I, I could find you ten. Okay, but I'm just saying it was a. Stu- it's the most comprehensive study done on the long term damage of by COVID nineteen. And although she said that people can take a long time to recover, as they can from pneumonia and many other illnesses, respiratory illnesses, uh, there is no evidence so far that it damages the lungs. That the lungs are not repairable afterwards. I think that a lot of people are downplaying. Uh, how serious this is. Oh, okay, and, okay. Well, uh, okay, and on that ground, they shouldn't be allowed to protest. Oh, sorry, Jeremy, you want to say something to Jer there? Go ahead. Yeah, look, to Jer, I, I have listened to people like yourself, and I, I appreciate you have underlying illnesses, and there is thousands, probably tens of thousands of people in this country, hundreds of thousands, that have underlying conditions, health conditions, and the whole lot. But the bottom line is, there's no way, it's not feasible for us to go and hide under the nearest bush and hope that this virus goes away. It's not going away. It's not well, going yeah, anywhere. I, I, so I, what I we completely have to agree do, with that. It's not, it's, it's not going away. But I think it's not going away. having, so, so having the point a protest is, of 2,000 people in the capital of the country is okay, not Okay, okay. So, so with all respect to you, Jared, do you expect 99.9% of the healthy young population have to suffer because you have an underlying illness and people like you? I, I yeah I've had this debate with people before and I've been told to wrap myself in cotton wool and uh, go live under a stair. No no no. But that, no, that's not the right thing to say to you either, Jerry. You have concerns and your concerns are valid. Yeah. Okay, we're doing. Can you all stop shouting at the same time? Sorry, Jeremy. Just finish what you're saying, Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy. I can understand your 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 situation. Um, Buffett, as you're saying, Buffett the Great, God goes anyway. So the point is, good. The 99 or whatever percent of this Irish population who are young, who are healthy, and even in their 50s and 60s who are young and healthy, 
should they all suffer for the minority, the extreme minority of people that have underlying illnesses? So in other words, should this country be literally, you know, hiding in the ditches and the government and the doctors saying, well, we're, we're closing this down, we're closing that down, we're not opening this, we're not opening that, and they're causing absolute havoc for so many people. Okay, okay, but let, let him answer that, let him answer that. Uh, absolutely not. But what I will say is that you should not go out into a street in the middle of a pandemic and uh, have large crowds in those numbers. Okay, sorry, sorry, Maliki, go ahead. So, so Maliki, what, what happens if Chair is right? And what happens if the state is right? And what happens if Nefes is right? And it's a huge risk to be gathering in large crowds and that would increase the numbers of the cases, which in turn would increase possibly the number of people that might die. Well, let's have that debate now, because what we're getting now from the state is one position. And we're getting that right across the media. There's an indoctrination and there's a... You're uh, not getting it on this radio station. No, 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 I was just going (laughs) to make that point. You're the only radio station. This is the only radio station and your programme is the only programme that's actually allowing a debate, as it is on many other issues. And I'd say that, you know, your programme is probably the only one that deserves the title of public broadcasting or of, of and this, you know, If you don't mind me saying so, Malachi, you, you, you're the one individual that has the right to um, say that because, as we said, I happened to be nearly crashed my car today. You were talking to our eminent uh, RTE man, Joe Duffy, and my sweet Jesus Christ, you had one hell of a job talking when he was I thought that air. was hilariously funny, by the way. I listened back to it, but I, that, 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 that's a whole other argument. Listen, Laz, I have to wrap it up because I'm going way over time. I'm sorry. I, I do appreciate Jerry, I appreciate you coming on the air. Uh, thanks very much indeed, Balaki and Dermot as well. Uh, I have to wrap it up. Now, um, people, somebody said many haven't recovered and months after COVID-19. I did go to Dermot, yeah. Uh, the flu uh, will come and go. COVID-19 affects people uh, differently, causing severe damage that could last the rest of your life. Well, according to the study that we had the expert on the day they've done, they, they have no evidence of it lasting the rest of your life, that it doesn't, that your lungs will actually repair themselves. Unlike, say, for example, uh, many people who get pneumonia left with scarring on their lungs. Uh, and so she says, uh, this person also says, stop comparing COVID-19 to the flu, dumbass. Well, you're a nice person, aren't you? I didn't compare it to the flu. What I said was there are 140, I think it's 137 or 140 million children in eight European countries in America uh, between the ages of 0 and 19 years of age, and only 61 of them have died of COVID-19, where 143 have died of the flu. When we were t- referring to children and it being a danger to children, and I said, Jared, that position probably isn't going to change. That's the point I was making. I wasn't comparing COVID-19 to the flu. I was comparing death rates and talking about the amount of people that die. And by the way, whether you know it or not, 600,000 people every year die of the flu or die with the flu or related to the flu, whichever way you want to word it or feel comfortable word it. I think calling people dumbasses just because they have a different view to yours or just because I state a fact, by the way, which I did state a fact, I think is a little bit disingenuous and shows a lack of education, but there you go. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.